Manimal here. It's Saturday, November 25th. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and we hope you made it through Black Friday unscathed. Today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we're going to discuss our top five targets the Rangers should be going after in free agency. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Hey, this is Mitch Garver. You're listening to Texas Rangers with the boys. Hey, thanks, buddy. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. Welcome to a special weekend edition of Texas Rangers with the boys. And do we have something special for you today? This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK. If you want to find me on social media, you can find me at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. Don't forget to check out Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TX Rangers WTB. Also, don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. Yes, sir, it is. And joining me, my co-host, the 300-pound animal, a.k.a. Bull. Without further ado, how you doing, buddy? And where can they find you on socials? Oh, I'm doing okay. I guess, you know, it's Saturday morning, not, you know, uh, uh, no, no baseball still. Ugh. I did, uh, did try to watch some of that Saudi Arabian league, but Bartolo Colon at 50 just isn't like Bartolo Colon, even at 46 when he was thrown here with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> remember that, remember that wrestling show where they brought in all those old guys? And Jake the Snake Roberts used his boa constrictor to act like it was his legit boa constrictor. What was that called? Um, but they brought in a bunch of old dudes, and it was really painful to watch. That's what you made me think of. Yeah, XWF or something like that back then. Yeah, they weren't really even that old then. You know, <laughs> but they, because most of them are still trying to do that, you know, yeah. most of them are yeah. still trying to wrestle or whatever. But yeah, Bartolo Colon, Robinson Cano, some of the guys from the U.S. over there, that Saudi Arabian league. It was interesting to say the least. I mean, I hear those guys are getting paid. So, oh, yeah. I'm sure they are, and I'm sure as the year goes on, give it about ten years, they'll they'll be luring some legit veterans over there with some big dollars, just like they did in the golf. Yeah, there's a chance for sure. Well, you've been getting some traction on X lately, so why don't you tell them where where they can find you over there? Manimal Bull on the old X, and then uh, Manimal 300 on Instagram, and both Facebook and TikTok are Bull Pro. So find me on one of them, and we'll uh, we'll start talking. We'll start talking Ranger baseball. Well, I I am in the same boat as you. I'm so desperate for baseball. I'm. I played the uh, road to the show uh, version on my uh, my Xbox, and I'm I'm a minor leaguer playing for Round Rock. And the exciting, the most exciting part of my day is the fact that that Wyatt Langford's on AAA with me right now. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah so I get to watch him bat at least you know in in fantasy world. So uh, yeah, that's where we're at, guys. That's where we're at. So uh, we do have a pretty cool show lined up for today. So we're just gonna do our you know it's the day after Black Friday. Everybody's doing their Christmas shopping. So we're going to do our Texas Rangers with the boys Christmas list or Santa, you know, what what we want Santa to bring this year for our Texas Rangers. 
Um, you know, it's funny. The honorable mention, I think, of this list that we didn't even talk about off air, but I think we'll both agree, would be a healthy Jacob DeGrom might be the best gift uh, that Santa could bring the Rangers this year. But um, we're going to talk Until about Until then. What's that? Until then. Until then, um, let's talk about that. So let's let you ready to just jump right in. Man, you, yeah, you get us going with uh, your first one. Okay, my first one is not a big, it's not a hot take. Um, it's a very obvious name, but I think it sometimes those get underrated. And, and that's what I think that I would like to see. My number one person on this list was Jordan Montgomery. I would like to see the Rangers bring him back. Uh, and I'd like to think that we can get a good contract worked out for him. Uh, and get get the get the lefty out here pitching 200 innings uh, for us over the next four to five years. Uh, you know, you're never gonna you never expect a contract to be perfect, but if we can get four or five years of him pitching 175 to 200, I think we can get our money's worth out of him. Yeah, I mean that's the hope, right? If you do re-sign him, especially if you're going to give him seven, you know, I mean that that may be the that may be the chip that gets him where he wants to be is that extra year. Um, I don't know that for sure though. I don't have any, I don't have any reason to believe that uh, uh, it will absolutely take seven, but um, you know, that's kind of where the market was shaping. We'll see maybe six now, you know, it, it started at like probably five, maybe six. And now it's probably six, maybe seven. So, I don't know, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not opposed to it. Like you said, if you can get 4 years of a couple hundred innings out of him at at uh, uh out of 7, I guess that's you know, not the worst, not the worst free agent signing in the history of baseball. No, no. And and starting pitchers, you know, as much as we uh probably don't talk about it enough, starting pitchers are injury prone and they're inconsistent as a whole. And so, you know, you have to have realistic expectations when you sign these guys to long-term contracts, especially as they get a little older. <clears throat> you just got to expect on the odds that one of those years, they're probably going to get hurt. And one of those years, they're going to have a down year for whatever reason. Um, but if you can get <clears throat> four or five good years out of it, I think that would be great. I think my biggest concern with Montgomery is that what I've heard about the Red Sox basically willing to do whatever uh, to get him, and that might be the difference maker in whether he comes back to Texas or not. Because, I mean, they may just do what the Phillies did, and if they do that, then nobody's going to get into a bidding war with them over Jordan. Well, that, that, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's a weird that's a weird take for the Phillies to be that all in on one guy, but um, you know, not the all Red Sox, not, Red Sox, Red Sox. Yeah, I'm sorry, the Red Sox. I mean, the Phillies did. The Phillies signed Nola with the hopes that they're going to still sign another starting pitcher. So, huh. you know, maybe even the top of you know Yamamoto or uh, one of those, uh, you know, Snell or somebody at the top. And since we brought up Snell, oh, Snell is probably my first guy on the list since uh, since Jordan Montgomery was already taken. Uh, and this is more off of the idea that you know. He's got the better off-speed stuff. Uh, Montgomery's got the better command, but Snell has the better off-speed stuff. But uh, other than that, I mean, I think they're both about, you know, uh, I think Snell's going to be a little bit more expensive just because of the Cy Youngs. 
Um, but if, like you were saying, Montgomery, if Boston is all in on him or even New York for that matter, you know, the Rangers are going to have to go to a, a, another, go in another direction and we'll see, uh, if Snell might be that direction. Yeah. It's weird because I feel like Snell feels like he's younger, but he's actually really not. Um, yeah. I don't know why that is. Uh, I think Giolito is probably the youngest um, guy in like of the top tier free agent starting pitch. Yeah, and that was I mean because he was on such bad teams that needed, that mm-hmm. needed starting pitching and early. Yeah, well, and and neither one of us have him on our wish list. So, no. um, well, let's talk about the next guy, um, and then after that, we'll talk a little bit about something that's another exciting thing coming up this uh, this weekend or next weekend. Yeah. Um, Josh Hader. Um, that's my next guy on my list. He's my my number two on my wish list. You know, I'm fully understanding that it's risky. It's a risky signing because bullpen guys um, tend to have inconsistent year over year. Hater has been able to avoid that. I think that's why his the market's so high for him. It's not just because he's got this elite stuff. I think there's guys on this list or there's there's bullpen guys out there with elite stuff. I mean, come on, like Araldis Chapman has got probably the most elite stuff out there, but it's the consistency uh, and reliability, the control uh, that uh, you get with, with Hater that kind of makes him more of the, more of the top notch guy on this list. I'm not sure what he's going to be asking. Um, It's just got to be a, it's a tough one because again, I struggle with the bullpen like spending a ton of money on bullpen. Yeah. But on the other side of it, um, and then when he pitched for the Padres, like, I mean, he wasn't very good, like at he all. Wasn't real good in the first season there. Hmm. Last season he was uh, insanely good. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm thinking 2022. 2022 wasn't good. Last year he was very good. Freaking unhittable. But he was really good with Milwaukee before that. Mm -hmm. I don't exactly know what happened with him going to San Diego, but he came back this year and he was really, really good. Uh, So, I man, the talk is that he's going to get like six and a hundred, something like that, uh, something similar to what. Diaz got from the Mets last year, um, you know, 2023 20, is over now, and Diaz should be healthy for for the Mets going forward, and they're going to get five and, what, five and 70-something, 60-something out of, you know, whatever the, whatever the math ends up being, but... Um, I, I don't know, Hater, it's, it's a lot to commit to a... A relief pitcher, but at the same time, I mean, he's got an elite closer standing, elite closer stuff, and and he's tough from that left hand side. So I don't hate it. No, I I, I definitely <laughs> would. I wouldn't hate having Hater on this team because again, it would it would it would shore up uh, one area of your team, or you'd like to think that it shore up one area of your team that um, it's definitely a need. Well, why don't you before we get into our next guy, why don't you talk to us a little bit about? Uh, what's coming up a week, about a week, about six days from now, next Friday on December 1st. We got just a couple of days away now, Friday, December 1st at Martin House Brewing. The weather is shaping up for a nice afternoon with a cloudy evening. So, you know, that means that the, the temps will hold 
for most of the evening. So it's going to be nice out there on Friday night. And uh, uh, Matt War Pro is bringing the Winter Classic to uh, to not only Texas, but Martin House Brewing over here in East Fort Worth. And uh, the idea of the Classic is we will have 16 competitors placed in the, uh, the Wheel of Fate, and they will... Uh, pull them out two at a time and the guys that get pulled out in each match uh, the guys or gals mm. they get pulled out will be one uh, into into one tag team the next two will be into another tag team and uh we'll have 16 t- people in the thing so that's what eight tag teams so it sounds like it's going to be three rounds right yeah yeah first round semifinals and uh finals so um it's going to be a big matchup also uh, on the card. Well, not on the card, but uh, uh, scheduled to appear. Franco D'Angelo and Brent McKenzie in a contract signing for their uh, their big match on Janu- in January for the uh, Texas Trinity River Heritage title. So it's going to be a big, big night. Um, I'm planning on winning the Winter Classic. Um, if you come on out that night, make sure and and come see Kevin and I, and uh, let us know uh, that you, you you made it out, and we'll uh, we'll talk some baseball before all is said and done. But Friday, December first, I will have wrestling on the mind because I'm planning on winning the Winter Classic. Yeah, well, in the twenty five pound animal, uh, heard heard yeah, heard your name, and he decided that he was going to go off. Uh, so That's good. You, go. you got his pick. You got his uh, pick for the Winter Classic. I figured I did. I figured I did. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, Starry's ice cream is going to be out there, and they're going to have some food trucks, so it's going to be a good time. Oh man, uh, he's also getting ready for as they've as they've deemed it the game uh, coming up here in just a just a few minutes. We got the Michigan Ohio State game, which obviously I'm a big Wolverine fan, and big shout out to our Wolverine fans. Um, listening to the show so you got your you got your next guy or no you just next John, right? my next guy or there more no wait i think it's my next you're, guy, you're, right? up, next. you're up next i like this one yeah i think uh if you're if you're gonna sign hater and montgomery you gotta have some uh, extra help there uh, my third guy would be a guy like Clayton Kershaw who would probably be looking at a one year. And I don't think there's anything so bad with about a one year contract. Mm. And uh, yeah, he would be a guy that I would look at towards the, um, you know, I, if, if I'm not getting Snell, if I'm not getting Montgomery or if I am getting Snell <laughs> yeah, and I, right. you know, or one of those two, um, Kershaw is obtainable pitch at home. Pitch for a good team here. I think he uh, might kind of regrets it not coming back here last year when they were offering him a couple to Los Angeles is one. Right, right, yeah, and, and uh, I kind of got. Uh, I was a little bit bitter, just purely being honest here uh, about Kershaw not coming here last year, and I was like, oh no, he wants to come here, blah blah blah. But um, the other thing I'm also a huge sucker for is the redemption project. A uh, guy that that kind of you know wants to come and redeem himself, and he had a really rough uh, playoff last year. And I think it'd be cool for him to come back here, kind of have a redemption year. You know, with the starting pitching depth, this is a great place to come because uh, if everybody stays healthy, you're not going to be, you know, he's not going to be getting strung out pitching 
you know, a ton of innings so he could stay fresh uh, down the stretch. As you can see, this pitching staff knows how to manage innings um, for the long haul. So I think he'd be a great fit. And, and for a one year, like, that's a steal. Like, whatever he wants. Like, for one year, yeah, like, bring yeah, him yeah, on. Four, one in 18, 20, whatever the qualifying offer was, 20 and a half. That's fine. Yeah, I'd, I'd take him in a heartbeat. And even a little more than that, if it means getting him here, and you're talking about guys that are that are uh, going to sell in the community, and and Kershaw will sell in his community because it's his community. Right, right. Come on, come back home. Never know. Uh, could could have a resurgence kind of year, and and could be one of those deals where you know, I I hate to say Nolan Ryan, but like a guy, you know, maybe a situation where yeah, yeah, and he revises a little bit, and he's like, hey, this is where I want to be, and, uh, you know, maybe makes a team-friendly, takes a team-friendly deal just to retire uh, in his hometown. So um, could go good. You know, there's 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 possibilities there. What about my next guy? We've talked about a lot already, um, but I think, again, another and, – and, and I just want to, like, say, like, we're not all about uh, reclamation projects. I don't think a team that's competing – for championships uh, is in a championship window. I don't think you should be relying on um, reclamation projects. I don't think you should be like, oh, our big signings were two guys that might pan out this year. I don't think that's how you do it. But I do think because you're in a championship window, you're going to get a little bit more um, preference when it comes to free agents. They may be willing to take a little less or choose you over somebody else, even if they have to earn an opportunity. And I think Hoskins, Reese Hoskins, is a guy that I think could be a great fit for this team. Um, I'm su- I'd be surprised if Philly's not in all in on keeping him, but if they're not, like by all means, come come over here, join our clubhouse. And I know he's a clubhouse guy. He's a uh, he's a he, and that's something I'm big on. He's a playoff guy. Like had good success in the playoffs. Like so, he's got the clutch hitting. He kind of feels a little bit of a need just because. That extra bat, especially um, for DH, first base, corner outfield, especially if you're not able to re-sign Garver, or heck, even if you are. Um, it's just, as we saw last year, it just does not hurt to be deep um, in a season that's going to be 180 games if you're going to go all the way. So I, I like Hoskins. I think he'd be a nice addition. The rest of my guys are all all bats. So. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm with you 100%. I think that that's something that they need to look into. I think that that you know, they've got to continue hitting and they've got they're going to have a spot at DH open and Reese Hoskins, I mean if uh you know, if he's wanting to come here and he's wanting to to redeem himself and be here on a one-year contract and maybe play a little outfield but mostly hit. Mm-hmm. You know, I I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. Yep. because uh, my next guy, I mean my next guy on the list is is Mitch Garver. Yep. Mitch, Mitch is one of those same type of guys that, you know, uh, he hits, he can play. I mean, he can play, he can catch, he can play some first base. That's about it. But he, he hits a mm-hmm. I man. And if he can stay healthy, you know, I mean, we saw that last year. I mean, once he was healthy and he was playing every day, he's the type of guy that can hit in, the, in, in any lineup and he can protect guys like Seager and Simeon and Garcia and the likes. Yeah, and, and and if I'm if I'm re-signing Garver, I'm re-signing him with the hope, not even the hope, with the intent of him playing, of him being mostly a DH. 
and not thinking of him as a catcher because we saw like when he catches less, he stays healthy. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's where his true value lies. And Hey, you've got him there. If you got to have a spot start from a catcher, you got a guy that can do it. But I like the idea of him really just playing, you know, just being a DH bat off, uh, just just DHing and hitting through the lineup, protecting guys like you said, because that can keep. I think that's what'll help keep him healthy. You reduce the risk of injury, and I think if he can get a hundred games, like he's gonna hit thirty homers. That that's my my take on Garver. Like he hits hundred hundred games, he's gonna hit near thirty homers. He's gonna drive in sixty something runs. Uh, he's gonna slug for you. So. I would not be upset to see the Rangers re-sign him. I would love to have him back, and we know that he can get it done uh, with the with the bright lights uh, in the playoffs. So, man, like by all means, he's a guy I'm all in to re-sign. Um, next guy was a guy that we got to see uh, come to town uh, pitching for the Cardinals, and I just I'm I I think he wouldn't be a I don't I don't know again I don't know what his asking price is going to be. But I think he's the kind of bullpen arm that that I relatively. Think I mean, you know, not like hater. No, that's what that, and again, that's kind of what I'm getting. Maybe, at like, maybe like closer to what uh, Ronaldo Lopez got the other day in three and thirty. Sure, and and I think that would be a heck of a. I think it would be a steal uh, to get this guy. And this is uh, Jordan Hicks, the the reliever uh, right hander, which I think we need a big time right handed arm coming out of the bullpen. I think that was a big problem for us. Um, last year, just like it seemed like all we had was lefties coming out of the bullpen. And when you got a lineup full of slugging righties, that's like, they're just like salivating at the mouth, like bring a, bring in the hard throwing lefty, you know? Um, (laughs) So I think Jordan Hicks would be a heck of a guy that would be really versatile in your bullpen. We struggled finding a closer last year. He's a guy with closer stuff, uh, has shown the ability to close if he has to, uh, but a versatile arm, like he's versatile. He's not, he's, you know, 27 years old, so he's fairly, you know, young. Um, I think he'd be a heck of a signing for the Rangers. I think he'd be worth it. I think three for 30 for a guy that's 27 that's throwing this blazing fastball, throwing, you know, I think he throws 90, 99 or something like that. Three, and, yeah, he throws hard. He throws – he's a guy that, you know, he was before Tommy John a couple of years ago was throwing the same, like – 105 i think if i'm not mistaken Jeez. Um, but i know he's more like 101 102 now and he's uh you know i i've seen the injuries from the st louis standpoint i've seen them you know uh but i think it's fair for him to to at 27 years old to be asking for three years and i, I and i think someone's going to give it to him um i just i'm not exactly sure that i want it to be with the rangers but again you know i never seen a dude that has 103 104 have so little swing and miss mm-hmm. and that's kind of a scary stat you know i mean at least when chapman is in the strike zone he's getting swing and miss mm-hmm. but you know, that raised a little bit last year uh, as opposed to a couple of years before. So he's getting more than he was pre-injury. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's just, a, you know, I mean, if he's if he's healthy and he's humming and you're getting kind of what St. Louis and Toronto got last year, yep. uh, yeah, I'm for that. Um, 
and and I don't think he can be insanely bad just because his stuff is overpowering. So mm-hmm. you know, I don't hate it. Uh, I would. Be, I I don't know that I'd want to give him three years, but I mean, I, like I said, it's completely fair for what he's asking for and being twenty seven, going into his twenty eight year season. You know, if you can get three now, you may not get three ever again. So yeah, uh, and, yeah and- but I, I don't hate him. I don't hate uh, Aaron. Uh, is Aaron, not Aaron Hicks, Jordan Hicks. Jordan I'm sorry. Hicks. Yeah, Aaron, Jordan Hicks. the outfielder guy. The outfielder from the Orioles, which is definitely not on anybody's no. No. top five list. So let's see. We went the Hicks. Oh, one more thing. Okay, Real so quick, my next we, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me say one more thing. This is my, my last bit on Hicks that I just thought of while we were talking. The other side is that he might have the higher upside of maybe anybody on this list in terms of because of his age. Um, he could turn a corner. You just never know these guys with this yeah, stuff. If he could turn a corner here, he could be a, a major steal because you never know. A guy like that could turn the corner, could get a little bit more command. Um, being around guys like yeah, Strom, being around Mike Maddox, you never know. Uh, he could turn a corner and end up being a steal. So that that's my last yeah, he's, on, uh, on Hicks. I don't disagree, and he's the type of guy that should be a closer somewhere. You know, right. so. Uh, don't disagree there. My number four is love this one. JD Martinez. Love it, dude. Wasn't even thinking the, about it. The I'm so glad you put this on this list. Now, my my number one, which we haven't talked about yet, and we're leaving for the end. Right. Now I'm not interested in him very much then. No. If that guy gets signed. Or are we interested in Garver? Or Garver, <laughs> yeah, for the most part, too. But I am interested in filling the DH hole mm-hmm. from, you know, to make sure that it's filled this year yep. and that they're not going to have to look to Robbie Grossman or something like that late in the season in the mm-hmm. DH hole. That's all. But J.D. Martinez, he got left unprotected as far as the draft pick goes by the Dodgers. He's probably looking for one year and somewhere around what that oh, baby was, but probably closer to 25 than 20. But you're paying for a guy to come here and hit, and that's what he's going to do. That's yep. who he is. He's an 860, 870 ops guy pretty much every year, yep. if not higher. Man, I just I like I like his makeup as the a leader and a guy that is going to bring a lot more to this clubhouse than just a bat. Yeah. But at the same time, his bat will be there, and you know it will be there every night. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. I absolutely love J.D. Martinez. I, I – he was a guy I think I even talked about wanting to see, wanting the Rangers to go get him at some point. Um, absolutely love this guy. Would love to see him on this team. I think, like you said, a veteran locker room kind of guy hasn't has had good has had good kind of like mojo from his teammates wherever he's gone. Uh, has been a I want to say he was an MVP candidate in 2018. Um, he he played with the Triple Crown a little bit that year, so. I mean, the guy can just flat out hit, and I absolutely love the love that. And I'm glad you brought him up because I couldn't agree more. Right-handed bat, like love it, would love it. Um, it's funny because like I I found very few guys that I would prefer over a guy like Garver, and it's like this is a hard one. The next guy that we'll talk about on your list would be another one. There's only a couple guys I'd pick over Garver. And this might be one of those guys, mainly for the health, for the fact that he's you oh, your next guy. Or no, no, no. I'm talking about JD Martinez, and then our oh, final guy, the, yeah. the obvious one. Um, but 
these might be the only two guys I'd choose over Garver and mainly with Martinez is because of the health. Um, so my next guy, <laughs> uh, we had to throw a funny one in there just for the, just for fun because, uh, just that's what we do. So what do you think about, uh, old Joey Gallo, Joey Bats is out there. What do you think? Versatile can play multiple positions. Probably won't cost you a ton reclamation project. Got all the power in the world. Great arm. He can run. I mean, what do you think, Joey? Bringing Joey Bats back to Texas and seeing if he can get right. Bull. Manimal. Okay. So, anyways, um, <laughs> I know. You know what the best part of you bringing up Joey Gallo is. For the show today is that like we are going right into our Texas Rangers down on the farm with the boys commercial and there he is there he is the poster boy for what the Rangers developed in the uh, in, in the early two th- or the early 2010s or whatever no uh man you know, if there was any place that Joey Gallo could probably get right, it might be here. But I imagine they have a handful of guys that they would be looking at from within the organization before bringing Gallo back. Yeah, I, I would, I, I agree, um, and I still think there's a place for Joey Gallo in the MLB. Uh, I do think somebody's going to take a flyer on him um, if he falls to that kind of doesn't get signed, but maybe a non-roster invite kind of guy. Um, you know, make him earn a job, huh? What's that? Make him earn a job. Hey, if I, I'm all, I, I would be all about that, but I'm not about, I don't think it would be great to give him a 40 man, uh, give him a 40 man spot, given the fact that I'd rather see what we've got elsewhere, uh, on our current 40 man. Uh, if we're gonna, uh-huh. you know, that I'd rather that I'd rather, if somebody's gonna prove themselves, um, in this scenario, I'd rather it be one of our, you know, give our, our prospect guys a chance to prove themselves. And again, a guy like Hoskins, you know, yes, he's coming off of an injury and he's going to have to prove himself, but he, he's not a guy, he doesn't have a career 197 batting average. No, um, no doubt. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's I, a little and, bit different, you know? And man, I mean, I know that Joey Gallo gets on base and he slugs and, you know, but he has to, he has to slug a little bit more in my opinion, but when he does, he does. I mean, it just, it's, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't hate Joey Gallo. I just, uh, I'm not really super uh, high on bringing him back. And I know you were kind of ribbon, yeah. which was part of the gimmick. But <laughs> at the same time, you can make, you can make uh, Joey Gallo into a, uh, uh, a good non-roster invitee that comes out and crushes in spring training and, Makes it worth it. Yeah, I could. No, I, I definitely could see it. If, if he didn't have history with the Rangers, I think that it would be way less likely. But I think the fact that he does have history with the Rangers for him, because if you ask me, and again, we've talked way too long on Gallo, but I think for right. him, most of it is mental. Um, and I think coming back to a place where he's comfortable might make a huge difference. And so it might help him on the mental side of things, and it, it might make a big difference. But Anyways, you talked a little bit about our farm system, and when you bring up Joey Gallo, you bring up big-time power hitters. I brought him up earlier, man. Like, I think us, along with everybody 
uh, that follows the Rangers, especially those who are kind of like report on the Rangers and like this is kind of their daily uh, thing, is just stoked about this season to see what's going to happen with Wyatt Langford. Um, and I think we're we 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 reflect those sentiments ourselves. And if you want to know yeah, we'll more, be following it all the way. What's that? We'll be following it all, all the way. of the way. So if you want to keep up with the Wyatt Langford watch, just like we had the Evan Carter watch last year, um, you ought to check out our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys. We cover all things Rangers minor league. It's funny because like spring training really is around the corner. It's not that far away. And uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on with this team uh, with when free agents get signed, uh, things are going to start shuffling around. Things are going to start to come uh, to kind of a clearer view about what this team's looking to do. And the, a lot of that's going to have to do with uh, making sure they protect these young guys, making sure that all these guys get in the right position for them to develop, to be the future of this team. So if you want to learn more about it, just go to our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. Oh, one word. Or check out or go to our Spotify page. It's just $1.99 and you can subscribe. Just $1.99 a month. And we're going to cover all things minor league. We're, we deep dive each organization. We're deep diving each organization. Our next one up is going to be High A Hickory. We're going to do that tomorrow. So that episode will be up this week. So there's going to be plenty to dig into and sink your teeth into. So go subscribe today uh, and make us your one-stop shop for all things Rangers organization-wide. So, last Bimalac. Year, What's that? Bimalac. Bimalac. A lot oh. of Bimalac talk this week. I guarantee it. Oh, brother. Let me tell you, man. Like, what a, what a story that would be, man. In an organization who's known for, you know, signing Latin players and developing some of the best Latin players of all time. Um, you know, another it'd just be another one on the list, man. Another guy how that about, you didn't see coming. How about this for a fun Rangers farm fact? One team we uh, we talked about a couple of week weekends ago had the uh, longest winning streak in in minor league baseball this year, and this week we get to talk about the longest losing streak in minor league baseball <laughs> this year, and we're going to talk about a playoff team. So that's pretty. Uh, that's, yep. that's a great thing about minor league baseball. Yeah, heck of a turnaround this year for for Hickory because we were really worried about them early on, but they they definitely turned it around. So. All right, let's talk about this last guy on our list. Um, Man, first number, guy, last, say, the, say the first for last, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, number one on my list. It's got to be Shohei Otani. Yeah. If 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 Otani is assigned with the Rangers, like my number three and four, or four and five, or whatever, are gone. Like they're not even like they're off the list too. Mm-hmm. So we may have to. Uh, update this here in a couple of weeks after some signings get some signings happen and uh get back to this but man otani what what, i mean there's probably a good chance that if you sign otani it's gonna have to have a a second year option but that may benefit the rangers i I have no idea um you know that i mean it opens things way up and they, they may be right in on it and and you know maybe his market levels out and they're right there for it for 10 years. Who knows? But that's what I, I mean, whatever he wants, just, just give him a blank check and let him write down a number and then you fill it out and yep. and go on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, at some point it, it's going to benefit everyone in the franchise. And I mean, if you're trying to win a championship, win a championship. Mm-hmm. Let me uh let me give you some 
some quick statistics. So Shohei Otani from just as a batter, because that's all we're that's all we're getting right now. But just as a hitter over the last three seasons, averaging 149 games, which says he's durable, um, 98 runs, 27 doubles, 150 hits, 41 home runs, 97 runs batted in. So he's scoring 98. He's driving in 97, 19 stolen bases, slashing at 277, 379, slugging 585 with a 964 OPS. Um, the, I mean, uh, it, and you know, you can, I think there's only one other guy over, uh, over in New York, uh, that could argue that they're the best hitter in baseball, maybe a guy even on the Rangers team, but I would say, I would say Otani, the reason I say Otani beats both of those guys, I'm speaking of Aaron judge and Corey Seager. And obviously you guys know, uh, I'm like Corey Seager fanboy, but I'm also can be, a, be objective. And it's his durability. It's his ability to get up to the plate. Aaron Judge can't stay healthy. Corey Seager has injury runs. It has injury run-ins almost every single season. Otani, man, he's there game in, game out. The only time he's missed time is just has to do with actually his other job, <laughs> which is pitching. But when it comes yep. to getting up yep. to the plate and hitting the ball and being in that lineup every single day, um, you know, he's about as reliable as it gets. So I, I think that's another reason I really like to sign him because I want to get my money's worth. If I'm going to drop 40 some odd million dollars a year, I want him to play every, every game. Uh, I want to see him every night and, uh, or if he's a pitcher, I want him every fifth day. Um, but that's a lot less realistic than a, than a position player. So that's why I'm on board with the Otani signing. I think, I think having him in the lineup every day. And we talked about all those moments we had this year as a team. Um, but remember we played Otani when we played, uh, the angels mid season. I mean, he was just an absolute pill dude. Like Monster, I dude. hated every time he'd get up to the plate. Cause it was like, you just, you just felt like he was about to do something dynamic. So would love to see him here in Texas. I think it'd be a, a, a monumental signing. And I also think bull, it's not just what he, not just signing him and bringing him here, but all of a sudden, you know, everybody's going to be looking at Texas all the free agents are going to be looking at Texas and people are going to be looking at coming to this, coming to this town to play here. So I think there's more benefit to it than just what happens on the field. No doubt. I agree a hundred percent. And I agree that, you know, I think that, that uh, Otani doesn't make sense just as a, uh, as a ball club, um, you know, like a, a franchise, it's the whole franchise. He's going to help every aspect of the franchise, not just the ball club. No, I, I 100% agree with it. And again, uh, that would restructure what the Rangers are going to do as an organization, I would imagine. He's what we um, call in the, the wrestling business a, a, a top hand. Top Or a draw. He's a draw. Top uh, hand. Yeah. <laughs> draw. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's a draw, brother. Yes. That's, uh, but he's, yeah, he's a main eventer, you know. Yep. So there's, there's not a whole lot of guys like him in the history of baseball. There's no guys like him actually ever in the history of baseball so having him in your town can mean a ton if you slot him into your lineup where do you put him you, you stay you did simeon one do you do seager two i guess you do Adalas three and otani four is that how you do it um if if you don't want if you want to go i don't know that all year they went lefty lefty two three this uh -huh. year with low and seager mm -hmm. and then again in the playoffs with carter and seager 
Sure. So I don't know. There might be an opportunity for for Carter to hit in that three hole. I I don't know. I I would say I would say he'd hit third with Garcia hitting fourth. Okay. I like. I like. I think that's great. I mean, Carter. I also thought of putting him in front of Seager, just because of the speed. And maybe you bat Otani two, you bat Seager three. Um, that's also another really interesting option there. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of great options when you have that <laughs> at the top of the lineup. So <laughs> you, you can give me Evan Carter in the one hole and move Simeon down to the two, Seager to three, uh, Otani four, Garcia five, Carter good, six. Good Lord. And then you're like, Heim seven. Well, you had Carter at one, so he can't bat twice. Eight. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. Yeah, you got Heim hitting six hole behind. Right. Or Josh. Heim or low or low or yeah. I mean, Jesus. Josh Young. See, like I mean, <laughs> the only the thing that's really probably really steadfast is that Tavares would hit in the nine hole. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah, and and again, probably probably the best nine hole hitter in baseball. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably would bat way higher in most lineups. Um, so anyway, well, hey, let's uh, let's wrap it up. You got anything else? No, I got a couple of honorable mentions that I wouldn't mind on on some shorter deals if they could get uh, uh, Sunny Gray on like three or four years. I would be okay. interested in that, but I wouldn't be shocked if somebody gives him a fifth year now. And uh, um. You know, there's some trades that I'd be interested in too, but we'll talk about those on another day. That might be a fun one. Um, so let's let's shelf that. And if we don't have any breaking news come Monday, then maybe we'll talk about guys we uh, think the Rangers could. Uh, trade. Yeah, five trade targets or something like that that the Rangers should be looking at. Sounds good. Well, hey man, um, thanks everybody for tuning in. Texas Rangers with the boys. Don't forget to check us out on uh, social media. TX Rangers WTB. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. On there, you can subscribe to our exclusive content, Down on the Farm with the Boys, just $1.99 a month. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. For the 300-pound animal, this is your boy, Kev, on a special weekend edition of Texas Rangers with the Boys. And we are signing out.